Talking about Rogers that much? Is this something that I've been doing? To- was always the ice cream truck coming to town. Gotta run inside, Mom. Can I get some money? I want to get ice cream. Ice cream! The good humor. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks, the great Bambino, and Eric Fry. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Friday party people in here because it's a Friday. What's happening out there? I'm digging them jams. I know, right? It, it feels good to hear this music again. It does. It really does. It felt good yesterday. Yep. And it feels even better today. I was gonna say you have you, today is a new day for you, Travis. It is in so many ways. And we'll talk about that coming up. A little bit. Yes, we definitely will get into why it's such a good brand new day. And it is a Friday, a feel-good Friday, and it is August 18th, 2023. Starting lineup is on the air, and coming up, we'll hit up on some Major League Baseball, what happened last night, and get you set for what's happening this weekend. And we'll also hit up on some local sports as well, action that happened yesterday, get you set for the schedule today, and take a peek into the weekend as well. And we also continue on with our football coverage of high school football. We're one week away and uh, next Friday will be the uh, kickoff of week one of the new high school football season. And so uh, we'll continue uh, taking a look at uh, conferences and uh, today's day is the uh, South Central. We'll take at a look at Vandalia, Pena and a company there in the South Central and we'll also uh, tell you our expert picks on who is going to win the uh, South Central Conference this upcoming season as well. And make sure you're staying tuned to the show and the uh, podcast next week because we're going to be ramping up our coverage even more. We got interviews lined up with uh, coaches, so we'll be hearing from uh, some area coaches as well starting uh, next week on the starting lineup as well as continuing to uh, take a look at other conferences. We got LIC coming up next week, LPC and Apollo as we 
get closer to week one of the high school football season. And uh, coming up in the uh, podcast, because we probably will have a lot of things to say about the South Central Conference. So uh, coming up in the uh, podcast, we'll uh, talk uh, more other sports, other national sports, as well as we got to talk some more NASCAR. And for, it seems like the first time in uh, forever, as well, if you've been following along with the show, we, we got to pick back up our NASCAR Pick'em game yes. as it's kind of been uh, sporadically and we've played it off air, on air, and we'll hopefully get back to uh, normal as the uh, NASCAR playoffs is uh, intensifying as well. You know, a couple races to go before the playoffs are locked in. Yes, so. and, and we'll talk about that uh, a little bit as well um, yeah. as far as the playoffs and who is in trouble and who is in great shape? Yeah, who's on the bubble and who's pretty well in despite a uh, not having a win yet. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll take a look at that in the uh, podcast. First, of course, you can find that pod wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, the website, fmradio.com as well. All right, uh, so uh, let's uh, get right into it and waste no more time. Uh, let's hit it up here on this Feel Good Friday. It's First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in Major League Baseball as the uh, Cubbies, they were off yesterday. So uh, that was the lone spotlight went on the uh, St. Louis Cardinals last night. And you heard it right here on 98.9 The Game. And it was the New York Mets coming out on top of 4-2 to two as uh, the Mets, they got the win. And so did uh, Quintana. That was his first win as a New York Met, they're only one and four this season, and I know that we took a lot of discussion yesterday with the uh, Cardinals, and particularly who was on the mound last night, who was starting for St. Louis, and he didn't pitch that bad in comparison to what he has been doing this season. He only let up three runs. It wasn't four. That's less like, than his average. Like his average, yeah. and he went six innings, and he did walk three batters, uh, but uh, still. Not a bad performance from Wayno there. Problem was the offense, again, was nowhere to be found. So uh, even when Wainwright finds something and is perfectly fine. Yeah, perfectly lined up to uh, potentially set yourself up, get yourself in position for the dub. And nope, doesn't happen. And the only uh, highlights uh, were in that seventh inning for the Cardinals. They scored both of those runs in the seventh, uh, Tyler O'Neill home run to get things started. And then uh, Burleson hit a sack fly to drive in uh, Jordan Walker uh, there. And then um, in the ninth inning, the Mets hit a home run and made it 4-2. to two, And the Cardinals tried to come back there. They left nine people on base last night, including a couple in the uh, ninth inning. And our MVP, in the biggest moments, he strikes out. So another strikeout for Mr. Paul Goldschmidt. Strikeout looking to end the game. Probably should have traded him when he had the chance, Travis. Yeah, probably should have. Who needs him? I think you were in here arguing not to. I mean, yeah, I was fine with trading Goldschmidt. To be fair, you were, yeah. If uh, if that meant to keep Arenado then, but 
uh, I don't know. It just seems like uh, there's probably stats out there of how many uh, walk-off home runs he's hit and go-ahead home runs he hits. It just seems like every time that I am watching and locking into the game, Paul Goldschmidt's striking out in some big moments mm-hmm. uh, there. And, um, yeah, loss, obviously, was not all on him. But um, still, offense uh, couldn't find it, and the bullpen was pretty solid. Uh, last night as well, but just uh, couldn't get the dub. And, and Travis, that's what I wanted to bring up is that is consistency or lack thereof from the St. Louis Cardinals offense. Yeah. I mean, you you look back, and I'm looking back at since the All-Star break, Travis. Mm-hmm. You score the very first game you scored five runs and you lost. Then you come out and score nine, eight, and six. Next three games, you win all those. Five, you win. You win that game. Six game, six runs against Miami. Seven against the Cubs. You guys run a six-game winning streak coming out of the All-Star break. Minus, you know, you lost the first game to Washington. But after that, you won a six-game win streak. The offense is providing for you. Then you lose to the Cubs four to three on the twenty-first of July. Only three runs there. Okay, we're still okay because the next day we put up six runs. Mm-hmm. So that makes it a little better. Then you get. Two against the Cubs. Those were all three losses. You beat Arizona, though. You put up 10 runs there. Mm. And then you put up one against them the next day. But then you put up 11 after that. Yeah. So it's okay. Yep. And, and then three after that. And then that. three. And then two. And then one. <laughs> and then three. Yeah. And then two. And then seven out of nowhere. And then three. And four. Then six. Then zero. Then two. Yeah. The, then the six. Rockies. Then five. <laughs> then eight. You put up eight runs against Kansas City. And you lost because your pitching staff gave up 12. Yeah, I was going to say that was more like uh, the game was already out of hand and we started right. piling on. So, Travis, this team is so inconsistent. Yeah, they are. And I don't know, again, listen, I am all for I am all for being a fan of your team and supporting your team 100%. Like, I I love that about any fan base, Travis. But I've seen people on social media saying, don't give up. There's still a chance. We're only nine out of the wild card right now. Hmm. I'm yeah, sorry, I don't know who's Travis. Saying that. Yeah, you're, you're more I'm realistic. <laughs> but there are people I've seen on social media saying it's only nine games, guys. Yeah. I mean, look, this isn't 2011. No. So, I... Nothing. I don't know how anyone could say that, seeing how the season has gone, how anyone could say that we're suddenly going to uh, find uh, the magic fountain and uh, overcome that, and even in the wild card. So uh, I think that's just being too uh, unrealistic there. And, um, you know, I feel the inconsistent in the offense that I feel like that's baseball mm-hmm. uh, sometimes. So, uh, yeah, it was a, a loss last night. Unfortunately, uh, Wayno does decent job uh but offense nowhere to be found uh, there and uh the uh, game uh, this evening here is on uh, 98.9 it's 6:20 pregame show uh, start as uh, it's going to be a uh, zach thompson uh, towing uh, the rubber for the cards and uh then uh, after the game though this is why we're excited and this is why it's a uh, brand new day in uh, baseball not a lot of stuff to get excited for this season for the cardinals but last night after the uh, loss it was announced uh, that uh, the cardinals are uh, calling up the uh, their top prospect Mr. Mason Wynn from AAA Memphis and so he's going to be uh, joining the uh, ball club 
Mosaic said that he might get a shot, and Mason Wynn is uh, going to get a shot here with a little less uh, or a little over than a, a month left in the season. So Mason Wynn coming to St. Louis, big thumbs up. And again, this is something that you are, if you're a Cardinal fan, this is the thing to look forward to. Yeah. This is the, from this moment, Where? how do we do? Because you're hoping this guy is on your starting lineup opening day next year. Oh, yeah, that'd so be awesome. So how are you with him in the lineup? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Here's here's where I'm a little hesitant to be extremely excited, Travis. And that is he is coming up because you put Newt Barr on the DL. Mm-hmm. And I believe you put Edmund on the DL as well. It was Gorman. Gorman, thank you. When those players are done on the IL, he's going back down. Uh, well, I mean, you got a couple weeks till September, and the roster expands right. just a little bit. But yes, and 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 you you would think if he comes up and performs, he's going to be one of the two expansions. Because remember, now we only expand right two, exactly. Two yeah, extra it's not it's not it's that's not, not crazy. Yeah. So I I again, it all comes down to if the Cardinals want to manipulate the service time or not. Yeah. Because you could bring him up here for two weeks. If he doesn't show amazingness, I could see them sending him back down. Right. Until until next year. Yeah. I but mean. The worst case scenario, Travis, is you bring him up and he stinks. I'm saying a 100 batting average. I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting him to come out and play pretty good ball from everything I've seen of him at AAA. He's no slouch. Yeah, I mean, he's hit 18 home runs this uh, season in AAA, his first season in AAA, uh, 61 RBIs. He also has 17 uh, stolen bases and an 88% success rate on those uh, stolen bases. And uh, that's actually over the course of his career. He has 92 career stolen bases as well as he has a rocket arm yes. as well. Uh, from his position as he's clocked over 100 miles an hour from the shortstop position during the All-Star Futures game. And don't forget, Travis, he was selected as a possible two-way player mm-hmm. when the Cardinals selected him. Yeah, I mean, when you can throw that fast. So, again, though, Newt Bar's only on the 10-day. Right. That does not get you till the end of August. Yeah. That does not get you to the rosters expanding. Yeah. But again, if you're the Cardinals, and with the way this season's going, Travis, I have to bring up doomsday scenarios because it seems like that's how the Cardinals' season has gone this year. What do you do if he comes up and stinks and is just not ready? I'm not saying he will never be ready, Mm -hmm. but not ready right now. He's your top prospect. You avoided trades because people wanted him in years past. Yeah, I feel like... You just wait it out. I mean, you have it's to at okay. this point. You don't. You don't have an option. Yeah. You've waited this long. You have to stick with him. But if I remember right, wasn't I mean he's. Well, I mean, if you remember, we were excited for Nolan Gorman to that's exactly what I was um, say. to come up, and he wasn't exactly saying the world on fire when he first came up. You know, at the beginning of this season, he was amazing, mm-hmm. but uh, it took him a, a little bit. So Jordan Walker. And Jordan Walker. He's had moments. He's was, had moments. 
George Walker was fine, but we sent him down I anyways. Know. I know. I agree <laughs> with you. That was one of the silliest things ever. I know. Sending him down. Uh. I just don't know. And and we put a lot on, on Mo, and I think it's well-deserved. Yeah. But, Travis, I'm also starting to wonder, what is going on with management top to bottom through AAA, through AA, and the scouts as well? Because we have these guys, if you're a Cardinal fan, who come up who are supposed to be these top can't-miss prospects, and then they miss. Mm. Something is not clicking, it feels like. Who's been a miss? Well, according to the Cardinals organization, Jordan Walker was. Yeah. I don't think they, they considered him a miss. I don't think we've had any complete whiffs. Travis, you kept that I can remember. Newbar and O'Neill instead of trading them at the trade deadline to get you more prospects and playing time for Jordan Walker. There was no place to move Tyler O'Neill because of his injury history. No one wanted him. How are we, how are we going to get rid of a guy that gets injured all the time and nobody wants? You try and throw him in with someone you are getting rid of. Well, and then he could go to the team and fail his physical, and then the trade falls through. So there just wasn't a trade market for him. But you're in a place now where, all right, there's no trade market for him. There's not going to be one in the post, you know, off season. Where does Jordan Walker fit in? Well, you have to get rid of somebody else. Make a spot for Jordan Walker. Burleson? Yeah, he was he was thrown out there. He was floated out there. All I'm saying, Travis, is if the Cardinals had that much faith in Jordan Walker, they would have found a way to move the outfield pieces they needed to to get him more significant playing time. The fact they called him up and he was doing a good job and they sent him back down tells me what upper management thinks of him. Well, yeah, that, that again, was well documented on the show. Just a flabbergasting move. Yes. Uh, there no real reason uh, for it. It was so. it was grasping at straws because you saw the sip was shinking, sinking. And you were grasping at anything. You already tried the Wills Contreras thing. Then you go to Jordan Walker. You're trying to find the Cardinals were trying to find things to point to and say this is the reason. Yeah. And they couldn't. And they still haven't. Yeah. One of the many head scratching moves yes. by the uh, Cardinals. Now uh, this season. I'm going to give you another thing of positivity if you're a Cardinal fan, Travis. Mm-hmm. And that is the next three starts scheduled. For Mr. Adam Wainwright. Yeah. At Pittsburgh on the 22nd next Tuesday. That is a winnable game. Yeah, historically he's been good against Pittsburgh. Then on the 28th of August, you're against San Diego. That one may be tough. Mm -hmm. But then following that, Travis, September 2nd against Pittsburgh at Bush. That, it lines up. Mm. At Bush lines up good. on a Wednesday against Pittsburgh if he gets the first game against Pittsburgh and can win that one, then Bush should be rocking for his second game against Pittsburgh in September. Ooh. Because he, that will be his chance, I think. Yeah. Because you look at it, you're at, at Cincinnati roughly after that, and then Philly. I don't know if he's going to beat Philly. Mm-hmm. And then you're at San Diego, 
and then you end the season against the Reds, and again, they may be competing for a playoff spot, and at that point, what are the Cardinals competing for? Right. These next three games is his window to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's get it done in St. Louis. That's, Let's make that's it happen. That's yeah. the picture-perfect scenario uh, there. Uh, speaking of uh, teams that are fighting for the uh, wild card race, the Cubs there against the uh, Royals mm-hmm. this weekend in uh, Chicago. Uh, other NL Central teams, Milwaukee, uh, there start a series with the uh, Rangers. Uh, the Pirates there against the uh, Twins. And where are the Reds here? They are against Toronto. They're hosting Toronto this weekend. So. Travis, I got some bad news for you if you are a Cardinals fan, though, who's just wanting this season. No end. more bad news. If you're just wanting the season to end, I got bad news for you. No more bad news. You got three more against the Mets, right? Yeah. Three against Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. That's good. Three against Pittsburgh later on this year. That's good. That's nine games. Mm-hmm. Those are the only nine games remaining against teams with losing records. Ooh. The rest you have Philly, San Diego, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Philly, Milwaukee, San Diego again, Milwaukee again, and Cincinnati again. Ooh. As of this point, you have nine games left against teams that are below 500. That is it. Hmm. That's going to be a tough. rough stretch. Tough schedule right there. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see what happens. And again, a 6.20 start time here tonight. And 5.20 pregame shows start on Saturday. And on Sunday, it's a noon start. It's a 12.20 pregame show start. And if you're wondering who's on Sunday Night Baseball, you think maybe it's the Boston and the Yankees? Nope. It's the Phillies and the Nationals are Sunday Night Baseball this week. Because it's Little League. <laughs> Uh, the, really gotcha. Yeah, it's the Little League. Gotcha. It's like the Nationals. I, I, I think my I hope so. I hope so. And the Little League World Series is going on right now. So uh, that probably would be accurate there. But, just, wow. Nationals. Sunday Night Baseball. How about it? So uh, stick around uh, for uh, that. And we'll see what the uh, Cardinals and uh, Cubs uh, do uh, this weekend. And we roll on here in the uh, starting lineup. And we'll hit up on uh, some more local sports, more local baseball, and uh, junior high softball and uh, golf going on. And we'll take a look at that coming up next here on the starting lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. This is Lucas Crinning with a message from the FM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-342. 3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. 
Cromwell Media Group Effingham, Illinois market is looking for a board operator to join our team. In this role, you will operate the soundboard during basketball and football games. No experience is necessary as we will provide you on-the-job training. You must be 18 or older to apply. If you're interested in a flexible position that will teach you new skills, this job opportunity is for you. Email your resume to Eric Fry, Operations Manager, at eric.fry at cromwellmedia.com or drop it off at 405 South Banker Street, Suite 201 in F. Equal opportunity, affirmative action employer. Wake up and get up with ESPN Radio. The Chicago Bears, Jay, did they get better, worse, or are they the same? I think they're going to be better. I, I think another year for Justin Fields. Obviously, he talked about earlier being a top five running quarterback, but I think you're going to see the evolution in the passing game for Justin Fields this year. And obviously, with the addition of DJ Moore, I think that gives yep. him a legitimate wide receiver one. Wake up those hot sports takes every weekday morning with ESPN Radio on 98.9 The Game. And now. Mike Trout uses HGH, though. That's the only reason why he's good. I was going to say, is he still the best player in baseball? Yes. Even with all his injuries? Why? Because people don't talk about him because he plays for the Angels. And they're going to continue to not talk about him because he still plays for the Angels. And he signed a long-term deal. And he doesn't play an entire season. And he can't make the postseason. Because the Angels stink. Play the whole season. The starting lineup. I think you have to play a majority of the season to be the best player. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. We uh, just got done uh, talking about uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, let's switch things up to uh, some more local sports, and we'll start off in high school uh, baseball action uh, from yesterday. As it was uh, Dietrich, uh, they uh, handled uh, Ramsey 18-0 as uh, the Maroons put up seven runs in the first inning, and they also got a 10 spot in the uh, second inning, and this one only went four innings as uh, Dietrich got uh, 13 hits on those 18 uh, runs there, and Ramsey also compiled five errors in the game as well. It was uh, French who got the win for Dietrich as he went all four innings, giving up uh, those three hits, also striking out six batters as well. And offensively, uh, they had RBIs that were just uh, sprinkled all over the place. He had Hall. He had uh, three of them. Uh, He also had uh, two RBIs from Wessendorf and Lighty as well. And Baxter picked up two RBIs as well. And uh, it was uh, Dietrich getting the uh, dub over the Rams. 18-0. 18-0. It was Brownstown uh, St. Elmo getting the win over Weber, their first one of the uh, fall season, as uh, they won over Weber 10-7, uh, as this one is a high-scoring affair by both squads, as both teams put up four runs in the uh, uh, top and bottom half of the first inning. Uh, then Weber came back, and they took a 6-4 lead, and then Brownstown got the lead right back with three more runs of their own. So it was 7-6. After two innings, and then uh, Brownstown got runs in the fourth, fifth, and a sixth, and Weber 
Got a run in the seventh, but they uh, fall here 10 to uh, 7. Uh, Schwab gets the win on the mound for Brownstown. He goes four innings, giving up six runs, three hits, seven strikeouts. And uh, Dodge Williams gets the uh, save for uh, Brownstown, going three innings here, giving up one run and no hit and uh, walking four batters but striking out three and uh, Schwab also uh, was the leader offensively one for four at the dish and had three RBIs uh, there in the boys golf uh, yesterday at the uh, battle at Rin Lake we had uh, several area teams here competing and it was a uh, St. Anthony uh, they uh, fell three strokes short of the uh, win uh, so they finished in a second place with a, a 2 a 99 at the battle at Rin Lake. And uh, they also uh, placed a couple of uh, players in the uh, top 10. Uh, Joey Trapano, he had uh, a 73 and uh, was there in eighth place. And then uh, Preston Phillips also had a 73 and he uh, finished in a 10th place. Uh, there in the individuals, it was Benton taking the first place trophy as they shot a two a 96 as a team. Uh, we also had Litchfield who was there. They finished in sixth place. They had a 323. Uh, Topolis they were in eighth. They shot a three a 34. And then uh, Staunton shot a 336 to finish in ninth. And Vandelia they had a 353 and finished in tenth place overall as a team. Uh, but they did have Connor McCall get in the top ten of individuals. He finished in fifth place, shooting a, a 72. Uh, there. In a junior high baseball from yesterday, we had Altamont Lutheran a takedown at CHBC 13-4, and it was Mount Carmel over Alney 18-4. And it was a junior high softball action. You had FEM takedown Centralia 14-zip, Mattoon over St. Anthony 7-2, South Central over St. Noble Brownstown 10-2, and it was Neoga over CHBC 16-3. And we also have some high school baseball action for you today. We got a Dietrich traveling to Neoga and South Central. They are hosting Ramsey in boys golf. We have Litchfield, Auburn, Mount Olive, and Gillespie at Staunton. In girls golf, we got Mattoon, Mount Zion. They're at the Bloomington Invite. Litchfield, Auburn, Mount Olive, Gillespie, and Staunton. They'll both play a boys and girls matchup there. And also in a co-ed golf matchup, it'll be Altamont. Uh, at Flora as well. A uh, quick peek in the uh, schedule for uh, tomorrow uh, for baseball. We got St. Anthony there at Chrysler Rock Lutheran. Uh, Woodlawn, uh, they're playing uh, South Central, and that'll be a, a doubleheader. Uh, we also got a ton of area teams uh, in uh, girls golf at uh, the Alton Marquette Spencer T. Olin Blastoff Tournament. It's uh, St. Anthony, FEM, Hillsborough, Staunton, and others there in Alton Marquette. And outside of a, a tennis matchup as well with uh, St. Anthony and Tatopoulos in Centralia for the Centralia Invitational uh, there tomorrow. So uh, we'll have those uh, local sports scores up on the uh, website. Just click on fmradio.com and our local sports tab is where you can find uh, those. And uh, next week, even more local sports will be uh, ramped up uh, there. Baseball will start again, full swing and volleyball. Well, we begin next week as well. Yep. So, uh, with uh, school getting back in the swing of things, yes, uh, there's some uh, kids are going back for a full day today. I don't know what you're talking about. My kids have been back for a full day since Tuesday. Well, some people are only going to have days, but full days. So, back into the swing of things for school. Yep. 
So and he's back in the swing of things for sports and back in the full swing uh, for football as well. We're one week away uh, from the uh, first uh, football game week at number one. We'll uh, be here uh, next week and we got to roll on with our football coverage and we got to continue our previewing of conferences as well. Before we get to that, Travis, because this has nothing to do with football. I was looking ahead at the weather for next week. It's hot. It's going to be hot. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you're going to get some of those afternoon practices in or baseball games, stuff like that. I mean, I know, I know on our website it says possible highs on Wednesday and Thursday of like 106. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, you're not going to be playing outside. Right. And I don't know what the IHSA rules are yeah, it, uh, for that. Might so have to do some looking on that. Yeah. So it's going to be a tough, very hot. Starting uh, Sunday, I think. Next Stay week, hydrated. yeah. Stay hydrated. Definitely, for sure. And uh, so uh, coming up next here on the starting lineup, we'll be taking a look at the uh, South Central Football Conference on the way. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Does your lady want a convertible and you really want a bike? Then Car Corral Polaris in Flora has the best of both worlds. Grab the attention, grab the corners, and go to the edge with a new Polaris Slingshot. The Slingshot gives you a much bolder statement with eye-catching colors and stunning performance. You won't want to ride anything else. The Slingshot pushes the edge of performance on three wheels. Feel the power under the seat and the wind in your hair. The Slingshot has a four-cylinder engine and a five-speed or automatic transmission, but it should never be underestimated. It doesn't just feel like it was made for the racetrack, it was born for it, but it's street legal. Slingshot comes with bucket seats, tilt wheels, stereo, cruise control, and backup camera just like a convertible, but gives you the wide open space that you look for in a bike. The 2023s have arrived and in several colors, models, and even now with automatic transmission. So stop by Car Corral Polaris on Highway 50 East in Flora for your test drive today and shop online at carcorralpolaris.com. This is Sherry Barnett, nurse practitioner with Prairie Cardiovascular in Effingham. You may have heard the term AFib on medical TV shows. AFib is atrial fibrillation, which is when the heart's two upper chambers beat out of rhythm. Some people with AFib have racing, fluttering, or pounding heart. Others may be short of breath or experience anxiety. Lightheadedness, dizziness, and fainting can happen as well. If you are experiencing these symptoms or are concerned about your heart health, speak with your doctor about seeing a cardiologist. Be good to your heart. And now... Where this is the furthest Effingham has gotten, and how many times? I'm going to get blasted for getting this wrong. Who wants to go first? Bob, go first. Semis once. Travis. Third round, three times. Semis once, once this year. The starting lineup. Like I said, by next week it'll no, be completely No, no, that's wrong. Well, I mean, okay, no it's not. It's okay. Everyone gets $5. Jesus, oh, that was so stupid. On 98.9 The Game. So stupid. <laughs> Thought this was a freaking trick question.
Richard Fry Sports Center update brought to you by Tingley Insurance. The Bears try to stay undefeated in preseason play when they take on the Indianapolis Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium tomorrow. Chicago and Indy practiced against each other in Indiana yesterday. And on Wednesday, the Bears beat the Titans 23-17 in their first preseason contest last week. Another team news, Chicago signed linebacker Davon Taylor and waived linebacker Buddy Johnson yesterday. Chicago Bulls will open the 23-24 NBA season at home against the Oklahoma City Thunder. The NBA unveiled every team's regular season schedule yesterday. The Bulls opener against OKC is on October 25th, and they'll have their first road game three days later against the Detroit Pistons. Chicago will also host the reigning NBA champion Denver Nuggets on December 12th. Bulls end the season with a road game against the Knicks on April 14th. A three-time Stanley Cup champion is stepping away from the ice. Former Chicago Blackhawk captain Jonathan Taves says he's, quote, not fully retiring, end quote, from the NHL, but that he plans to take, quote, some time away from the game again this season, end quote. 35-year-old totaled 15 goals and 31 points, 53 games with Chicago last season. Taves has spent his entire 15-year NHL career with the Blackhawks after being drafted third overall in 2006 scored 372 goals and recorded 883 points in over 1,000 games played for the Chicago Blackhawks. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here. Travis Sparks and Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits uh, there. As uh, no retirement, just taking a taking step a away, I guess. Taking a break. It seems like that's the second break. It is. Uh, he, that he took a break last year. Yeah, so... I think it's retirement without saying the word retirement. Yeah, I know. Everyone's kind of scared of that be word. Like, hey, I'm just taking a step away as opposed to no one wants to sign me. Right. Right? Yeah. So. I guess so. Uh, all right. So uh, let's uh, hit up on uh, some high school uh, football uh, coverage. And uh, yesterday, if you missed it, we uh, previewed the uh, Central Illinois Conference and a lot of things uh, changing uh, there. We got more changes in the uh, upcoming previews with some other conferences, but one conference that uh, changed last year with the addition of a North Mac, but uh, no uh, changes here. It's still a, a closed conference, and uh, so uh, consistently just fine here for the uh, South Central as we enter the uh, 2023 uh, season. Of course, uh, last season it was uh, Pena and a North Mac as North Mac had a uh, great first showing in the uh, South Central as uh, both Pena and a North Mac. They were both 8-1 and one on the season, but just as we explained yesterday, it was Pena who won the head-to-head, so uh, the starting lineup recognizes Pena as the yes. South Central Conference champions, even though technically they would say that they no. shared. You don't share anything in football, Travis. <laughs> I know. I know. That's There's the no way it goes. In baseball, there's no sharing in football. That's the way it goes. So uh, that's where we'll start with our preview of the team that uh, finished in uh, first place uh, there. According to us, it was uh, Pena. This is consistently a winning program. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since 2008, they've only missed the playoffs once. And they were four and five in 2014. And since 2018, they haven't lost more than two games in a season as well. And uh, they're coached by Trevor Higgins as he's been uh, under that uh, learning tree and actually played for uh, Coach Ramsey uh, there at Central A&M and also uh, St. Teresa uh, fame as well. Uh, he was actually 
potentially going to be stepping away from the uh, whistle, but he's going to be uh, coming back uh, this season and still roaming the sidelines there. He's 62-12 and 12 in seven seasons and have never uh, missed the uh, playoffs under his uh, tenure, uh, 2020 notwithstanding uh, there. Uh, they lost to uh, St. Teresa last year in the uh, third round. And, of course, we know what St. T uh, ended up doing uh, there. So, uh, Panthers, they're going to have to replace uh, their uh, quarterback, Max Lynch, as he's moved on. And it's just a machine there for the uh, Panthers. They just keep uh, producing there for Coach Higgins. So, uh, I don't expect them to uh, fall off at all whatsoever. No, I agree with you. Although, that being said, their schedule does start out a little rough there. Vandalia week one, Carlinville week two, and then North Mac week four. That's a, a tough start to your schedule. Right, yeah, and uh, that's the third straight season that Pena and Vandalia are opening up the season against each other. Last year, the Vandals won that one 34-10, and then Pena went on a run and ran the rest of the regular season uh, there. Uh, North Mac, they were 8-2 and two last year. Their only loss came to uh, Pena in Week 8, and they got upset in the opening round of the playoffs by uh, Fairfield. And we said that South Central is consistent with no real changes, but the one coaching change here is North Mac as uh, uh, Coach Bowman has stepped down in January after five seasons with uh, North Mac. Uh, but uh, they're going to be uh, under the leadership of Robbie Howard uh, now. He previously served as a head coach and AD at Beardstown. Uh, while he was there at Beardstown, he went 31-16 and 16 over five seasons and uh, made the playoffs uh, every year as well from 2016 to 2021. Uh, he uh, guided uh, Beardstown to four consecutive uh, 3A playoff appearances and his best season there at Beardstown was in 2019 when they went 10-1. Uh, and one. Uh, And then after Beardstown stopped, he went to uh, Chatham-Glenwood and was the defensive coordinator the uh, past two seasons. And so uh, uh, Chatham-Glenwood plays in the Central State 8, so they've been against some stiff competition uh, there with the likes of Rochester, Sagar Griffin, uh, the Springfield schools, and Decatur MacArthur. Jacksonville and all that but uh, winning program for North Mac they seems like they're in good hands uh, despite the uh, coaching change uh, there for North Mac yeah I couldn't agree with you more Travis about that uh, Vandalia they were seven and three uh, last year their only losses were to uh, North Mac and uh, they also uh, fell to a uh, Piasol as uh, that was an upset by uh, the uh, birds they got them by a touchdown and then uh, their third loss came in the uh, first round of the uh, playoffs to Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond uh, there for the uh, Vandals again a tough start against uh, Pena and they're in the same boat just like the Panthers they're replacing their quarterback as well are the uh, Vandals handles Matthew Hagee as he's at Illinois College now and they also have a young offensive line so uh, Vandalia might be in a little transition period after uh, replacing their quarterback but I guess it's good they're against a team that's also trying to replace a longtime quarterback there as well with Pena so uh, Vandals what are they going to do this year? I think Vandalia will take a slight up to the side, meaning I think they'll be just as good as they normally are. Talked with St- Todd Stapleton earlier this week, I did off air, and uh, he said, yes, there are question marks, but Vandelia's just always seems to figure it out when they need to. Mm-hmm. He's, it, Todd was like, 
we don't blow people away. We do just enough to get the wins. Yeah. And I think Vandalia does the same thing this year. I think they win games they're supposed to, probably lose some games they're supposed to. Right, yeah. So uh, I don't see them falling off uh, too much either. Uh, Hillsboro, they made the playoffs for the first time since 2017 uh, last year. And in 2021, they were 4-5. and five, So uh, maybe they're turning around that program uh, there for Hillsboro. Uh, sake tough end of the season though they're three out of their final four weeks travis host pana at vandalia host carlinville then at piasaw to end the year All right yeah that's a, a tough yep. stretch uh there uh for them and then hosting north mac week one yeah so uh tough schedule for them mm-hmm. uh and speaking of uh, carlinville uh, another uh, playoff appearance uh, for them last year as uh, the last time they missed the playoffs was 2006 2020 notwithstanding mm-hmm. uh there last year they squeaked in at five and four but still kept the uh, 15 straight years of playoff appearances uh, going for Carlinville. So talking about consistently winning programs, they just find a way to get into the playoffs. They do. Will that streak continue this year? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, they got a lot of players returning uh, for them. They're already a step ahead on Vandalia and uh, Pena in uh, that sense. And North Mac, they're also replacing a lot of guys as well. Carlinville, I think they are the a uh, team that brings back the uh, most, at least from a, a skill position-wise, and a ton of people on defense as well. Their quarterback, Rex Reels, as a junior, put up 1,200 passing yards, and they're also uh, returning a running back that scored 20 touchdowns uh, last year in Jack Rossi there. So mm-hmm. uh, Carlinville bringing a lot, a lot of, of people talent. back yep. Yep. there compared to the other uh, heavy hitters in the conference. Um, so that's good for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Greenville, the uh, comments, they were four and five last year. It was well documented. Uh, they lost week one. They won their next four games, and then they dropped their next four games. And all five losses came to the other uh, playoff teams in uh, the uh, conference. And uh, Todd Hutchinson, he's been there for a long time with uh, Greenville. 16th season uh, there. And uh, last year, they uh it was only the second time that they uh, missed the playoffs since 2015 when they were 4-5. and five. And, Travis, uh, don't look now if you're Greenville, but the end of your season at Pena against Vandalia, at Carlinville against Piasson, at North Mac. Those yeah. are your final five games. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, it's a tough stretch to end the year. Exactly. Dang, that is... Uh, it is a tough closing stretch. Uh, Piasol, uh, two years ago, they broke a playoff drought, uh, but last year they were 4-5, and five, uh, and they started out 2-4, and four, so uh, they ended the season pretty strong, and they put themselves in position there with an upset against Vandalia in Week uh, 7, keeping their slim playoff hopes alive, uh, but a loss the following week in Week 8. Uh, grounded the birds last year so uh, came up a little bit short in their quest for the playoffs again i like what you did there by the way grounded <laughs> the birds. yeah that's about the strongest headline i have yep <laughs> uh gillespie uh they were a one and eight last year only win and came in week one against uh, litchfield and then they dropped the final eight games and uh, Staunton was a close game but none of the others were very close yep. at all and here we are. We're starting the stretch of the uh, bottom teams in the conference yes, that kind of beat up on each other there. So, 
uh, Litchfield. Uh, they were one and eight, and their only win came in week two, 22 to 14 over Staunton, and that snapped a 47-game losing streak. Five straight winless seasons. Uh, the last win previous to last year's week two win uh, was in 2015 against Hillsboro. Uh, so uh, at least they snapped the losing streak. That's right. That's what at I least they got say. one. Yes, they got one. And when you're having five straight losing seasons, winless seasons, you'll take one. One is is huge uh, for your confidence booster, and uh, they return a lot of kids from that young team uh, a year ago. Uh, and Staunton, they were also one and eight as well. Their only win came in week eight against uh, Gillespie. They made the playoffs at 5-4 and four in 2018, but not much else going uh, since the late 2000s and mid-2010s here uh, for Staunton. So uh, we always talk about the have and have-nots. Uh, you got teams there were 4-5 and five in, in uh, towards the bottom, and uh, then uh, Gillespie, Litchfield, and Staunton both with one win last year. So uh, that's kind of where the South Central is. Yep. As the conference as a whole, so will that change well, the season? My potentially? headline for the conference, Travis, and I, I think this is something we'll talk more about uh, coming up after the break. Is the South Central Conference just a three-horse race? Yeah. Is it a three-horse race? Are mm. there more? Are there less? Hmm. Questions to ponder. Questions to ponder. We don't have a lot of time to ponder. Okay. So a little bit. We're up against the clock, and we're going to take a break, and we'll be back to uh, predict the uh, uh, standings, the final standings, our predictions for the South Central Conference. Who's taking it this year? We'll find out up next on the other side of the break on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Greenberg. Green. Alabama was two plays away from a perfect season. I'm not here to tell you Alabama is right where they want to be or anything like that or that you should be satisfied or anything. I know the mentality of the fans in that part of the country. But what I'm saying is you write off Alabama at your own peril. I am most certainly not going to do that with you. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to Effingham, source for local sports and home to Greeny on 98.9 The Game. You miss Canton and Carlin. When I got drafted, I would literally start walking down this little hallway to this song and practice ripping off my pants. I asked Jay Will on how many times you did it. His number, 500. 500 times practicing that in his apartment. The dude lived on the same floor as Oprah in Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. Canton and Carlin, weekdays on 98.9 The Game. Pitches. Molina hits it high and deep. Left center field. Back to the track. The wall. Goner. Tie game in the ninth. One pitch from Kimbrough and Molina ties the game. A swing and a long one. Home run. Paul DeYoung. Left center field. 
back-to-back jack. The Cardinals have taken the lead in the ninth. Craig Kimbrell is serving up batting practice. Two pitches in the ninth inning. Craig Kimbrell is serving up batting practice. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9. We're just a little a bit longer. Still got more stuff to uh, talk about in the uh, podcast with some national sports. And we got to get to a NASCAR pick'em as well as it makes its grand return on the uh, podcast with both of us in a studio mm-hmm. uh, today. The first time in a long time that we do a pick'em with both of us here. So yep. uh, stick around for that in the uh, podcast. And we said we had uh, questions to uh, ponder whether this was going to be a three-horse race in the uh, South Central. And uh, let's get to it. Uh, speaking of pick'em, let's pick our picks for the uh, South Central Conference. And you know the drill. We go uh, bottom up. So uh, who do you got here? in last place well i was gonna say travis unless you you disagree and this is probably something we should have talked about during the break i think Quick the bottom break. the bottom three are interchangeable they are yeah and i i think in whatever order you want to put them in litchfield staunton and gillespie see i went a little i went a little different i was a little bit more optimistic about litchfield oh, okay okay yeah, well then i will say i have litchfield 10th okay i got staunton in 10th okay I have Staunton in ninth. I got Gillespie in ninth. And I have Gillespie in eighth. <laughs> I actually have Piesaw Really? In eighth, yeah. I oh. saw what they lost. See, I have Gillespie, Staunton, and Litchfield all at one and eight on the year. Yeah, I was beating a, each other. I was a little bit more optimistic. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't see any wins in there for uh, Staunton, uh, so I had them going zero and mm-hmm. nine. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, I have uh, Gillespie at two and seven, but I actually had Piesaw at two and seven as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I'm a little bit more optimistic about Litchfield. So, I, the Purple Panthers, right? I believe so. Yeah, Purple yeah. Panthers. I thought I read that. I have Greenville at seven. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm not too uh, far off. I uh, this is where I have Litchfield, though. I'm I'm more optimistic. Uh, but when you go from one win, I have them at four and five. Okay. Uh, at six, I have Carlinville at five and four. Mm. Uh, I love this that we're so we're so I know, different. We're so different. Uh, I have a Greenville in this spot at four and five. I have Piasaw at five at five and four making the playoffs. Hmm, okay. Uh, I have uh, Hillsboro also at four and five as well. Uh, just missing out again on one of those on one of those extra wins that they need. I have Hillsboro at six and three. Hmm, okay. I have a Vandalia at six and three here in fourth place. I have Vandalia at third place. At seven and two, um, I have in a third place. I hear of uh, North Mac at six and three as well. I did see that they uh, lost quite a few people, and they do have a young roster there. But I uh, just believe in the the program, the winning culture that they have there, and uh, the head coach also has been at a good previous stop as well. So, uh, 
a lot of people to replace, but I still see him at six and three. I have North Mac at second at seven and two. Mm-hmm. I also have the team at a second place here, but I have Carlinville here at seven and two. Mm. You believe in them a lot more than I do. I do, yeah. And then I have Pena uh, winning the conference undefeated. Yeah, I I wanted to go with something different here. I mean, replacing Max Lynch is going to be no easy task uh, there. But like I said during the preview, Pena is just a machine uh, there, and they just consistently pump out wins and pump out uh, outstanding quarterbacks and players. So I also got Pena winning the conference as well. And and here's the thing, Travis. Even though we disagree, and we disagree quite a lot here on this South one, yeah. Central, I think. Six through about third. So for me, that'd be Vandalia, Hillsborough, Piasaw, and Carlinville are interchangeable. They could finish anywhere, but I think all six of those teams will make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think they'll all get at least five wins. Every one of those yeah. teams. Yeah, I, I wouldn't shock me at all if uh, uh, 10 teams, like you said, made the uh, playoffs. It seems kind of that's how the norm for South Central, at least the last several yeah. years. Two years ago, they had six teams make the playoff. Last mm-hmm. year, there was five teams made the playoffs. So that's kind of the, yeah. the reference of, of where we're at. So, um, you know, I, I know when talking through the preview, you were mentioning Carlinville and how they're bringing back so many people. But to me, you mentioned Pena. Yes, they are replacing their quarterback. But they're just an institution. They've become that. North Mac as well, replacing a lot of people. I believe in the program just like you do. I believe in the coaching. And Vandalia, same thing. I still think that those three are the top of the heap. Mm-hmm. And I think until you knock them off, it's a case of until you do it, then I'll believe you. But until that point, it's those three and then it's everybody else down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I know we disagree on that. And that's fine. And I oh, like yeah. that. Absolutely. But, but to me, you can have as many great players coming back in skilled positions, but if they weren't playing great before, just another year is not going to make a difference. Yeah, I mean, Carlinville, what, they were 5-4. and four, so. They were 5-4. and four, They made the playoffs. They've made the playoffs for 18 years, but they always make the playoffs 5-4, and 6-3. They're never – seem like they are the top dog of the conference. I mean, when they won it in 2018 through 2016, so mm. they do have winning pedigree, and they also, during the 2020 season, they shared uh, the title I have them down for. Well, but that was 2020, and there were a lot of circumstances around I that. know. So you can't use that. Yeah. Because what, what have they done since that year? Uh, just make the playoffs. Barely. As the fourth team. Yeah. And I, again, I'm not saying that to be derogatory. I'm just saying they are the best of the rest. But yeah. those top three, to me, I'll move Vandalia a little bit closer to four than I would the top two. To me, North Mac and Pena are at least a good head above the rest of the conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, either way, South Central Conference is uh, always uh, fun, always uh, competitive uh, there towards the uh, middle uh, for sure. So uh, we're in uh, for a, a good uh, season, of course. One of those uh, big games you circle is uh, Pena and Vandalia Week 1, uh, North Mac and uh, Hillsboro there. 
and uh, Carlinville, they open up the season uh, with Litchfield, and then they get Pena and Vandalia after that. So uh, I'm going to be uh, proven whether uh, Carlinville's for real or not in uh, the first three weeks uh, there. And if I'm Litchfield sitting there with only uh, three wins, their last two weeks, Travis, are Pena and Vandalia. Ooh, yeah. So – that may be a little tough if I'm Litchfield. <laughs> right, yeah. So, uh, we'll I'll see what happens, and we'll see what happens next week with our other previews as well. And uh, so uh, stick around for the uh, podcast. But coming up next here is ESPN Radio. Enjoy and have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to the podcast. Welcome into overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Trav Sparks, Eric Fry, still here with you, and we still got more stuff to uh, hit up on uh, national sports wise. We also gotta clean up some stuff from uh, Sports Center, and we got some uh, NASCAR stuff to get to as well. And a NASCAR pick'em makes its triumphant return as well. So. Uh, it's all coming up here on the uh, show. And uh, first off, let's uh, start off with cleaning up some sports center stuff. All right, Travis, I just got this in and thought it was interesting. Uh, former Northwestern football coach Pat Fitzgerald, who yeah, has this. lots of controversy, will be coaching football this fall as he'll be mm. a volunteer assistant coach at Loyola Academy. That is in Willamette this season. Officials at the Wilmette High School said Fitzgerald completed training and background checks and signed a code of conduct agreement. He is joining Loyola's coaching staff after being fired as NU's football coach last month when hazing allegations against the program came to light. His son, Ryan, is a junior who will be Loyola's starting quarterback this season. Mm, so that's, that's why, why it happened. Yeah, that's why he got the job. But why? why? Like, why even bring that to yourself? You know what I mean? I know. Like, if I'm that, that high school, why am I even, I don't know. Right, yeah. I don't know why you even put put yourself yep. in that position. Uh, Tennessee Titans are dealing with another injury at practice. Yes, run this back from the other day. Quarterback Will Levis <laughs> left Thursday's joint session with the Vikings with a lower body injury. Head coach Mike Rabel said the rookie QB uh, was taken off the field before practice ended with two-minute drills. Levis was selected in the second round of April's NFL draft and is uncertain to play in Tennessee's preseason matchup against the Vikings Saturday night. So there's that. And finally, I just found this to be really funny. The New York Jets' newest offensive addition is revealing why he chose to play for gangrene, Travis. Delvin Cook told Mm -hmm. the media on Thursday, quote, Aaron is Aaron. If you don't want to be part of something like that, I don't know what you want in football, end quote. Cook is referring, of course, to Aaron Rodgers, who was traded from the Green Bay Packers to New York in the offseason. Cook spent the first six years of his career with the Vikings and routinely battled Rodgers during the NFC at North Divisional Showdowns. The running back said he, quote, couldn't be on the other side anymore, end quote. Yeah. You know what that sounds like to me? What's that? That sounds like a quote that Ryan Terrio said when he went to the Cardinals from being on the Cubs. Yeah, can't beat him, join him. And how did that work out for him? 
Can't quiet the riot. You can't quiet the riot. Didn't win a World Series with the Cardinals, though. Mm, we can't win every year. No, you can't. We've won 11 times, but second most in baseball. What have you done for me lately? I know, I know. (laughs) Oh, come on. It's all in fun. I know, I know. It's all good. But, but Travis, you have to admit, you at least have to be a little bit okay-ish-ish with the fact that that at least the Cubs are contending for a spot in the postseason? Because otherwise, what would baseball be like if the Cubs and the Cardinals and the White Sox and the Royals all stunk? Mm-hmm. It would make for some long August, September until all the football started. It would, yeah. So at least we've had that to be a little bit excited about. Mm-hmm. But if we were talking about how they weren't even contending – yeah. And, you know, at one point early in the season, I mean, the Cardinals were last in the division and the Cubs were right there in front of them by game. Yeah. And we were both like, oh, boy, baseball's going to stink this summer. Yeah, it's going to be a long summer. So at, at least we tried to help make it a little bit better. Yeah, at least we're trying to make it a little interesting. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, the, yeah, where would we be? Right in the thick of it in the wild card. So, there you go. So that's uh, Sports Center. That's your sports center. All right. Uh, well, one thing did uh, come when we were uh, about 20 minutes left in the uh, show, and I saw a tweet from uh, Adam Schefter, and a source started telling ESPN's Jeremy Fowler that uh, Javion Clowney, he's signing with the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. So uh, former number one pick going to Baltimore to help out the defense. Yep. So just – Keep uh, adding pieces, I guess. I guess. Uh, they lost Justin Houston, though. They're trying. Signed with Carolina. Hey, they're trying to add pieces. They did it on the offensive side, getting Odell and drafting uh, Zay. But Mar Jackson's got some weapons over there. But now Baltimore adding to a defense. Mm-hmm. Defensive side of things there. So... That's good if you're a Ravens fan. Yes, I guess. <laughs> you got to keep Lamar happy somehow. I mean, how much you paid him, That's that's got to be good enough, right? You would think. You'd think. You'd think. Hmm. All right. So uh, uh, the only other thing that I had before we get to uh, uh, NASCAR was uh, the Little League World Series. Mm-hmm. It got underway on Wednesday, uh, so a little bit late to the party, uh, but uh, Panama, they uh, won over uh, Europe, and also uh, uh, I thought they had everything written out here, but I guess they don't. So uh, let's see, I was trying to follow along. So I guess it's too complicated to follow along to. I don't know where these Metro teams are from, Southwest teams. I thought they had it all written out. All I know is that no one from around here made it. That's all I know. No one I ever. No one really ever from around here. Well, sometimes there's like Chicago or Wisconsin or Michigan even, like Indiana. But I don't think any of them even made it. It's hard to, it's hard to follow along, Travis. 
the Little League World Series does an awful job of figuring out what teams are actually there. I just like to know uh, where they're from rather than just the from the Great Lakes region, Northwest region, West Maybe region. Maybe they're all star teams. Of course, they all are all star teams from wherever they are, whatever state they're in. I think the website just needs to do a better job of um, figuring out the schedule and telling people where they're from, at least what state right. they're from. So, all right. So I guess I won't give you as much uh, updating on the Little League World Series uh, as I thought. It continues today, and yes. it'll continue throughout the weekend. And uh, the uh, championship will be on uh, Sunday, the twenty seventh. Well, the Great Lakes region is represented by New Albany, Ohio. Travis. Okay. Metro region is Smithfield, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Mid Atlantic is Media, Pennsylvania. They they were three and zero in regionals. Look out for them. Midwest region: Fargo, North Dakota. They were four and one in regional play. Mountain region, which is different from Midwest, I guess, is Henderson, Nevada, also undefeated in a regional play. Uh, New England region is Gary or Gray, Maine. Uh, Northwest region, Seattle, Washington. Southeast region is Nolansville, Tennessee. They went five and one on regional play. And the Southwest region was Needville, Texas, 4-0 in regional play. And finally, the West region, uh, El Segundo, California. They went 3-0. There you go. There you go. Helping you out there. But, yeah, the closest to us, the Great Lakes region, is Ohio. Yeah. New Albany, Ohio. Sure. (laughs) Whatever. (sighs) I mean, it is kind of uh, fun to watch. It is. It is. Especially the little... Um, things where they have the kids like talk about like their favorite things and stuff like that. They put on the bottom third. Oh yeah, those are always interesting. Yeah, but always entertaining. The Great Lakes region, by the way, Travis was in Whitestown, Indiana, and uh, the Illinois team lost the very first day from Elmhurst. Uh, they went two and one, but they they lost to that Ohio team in the finals. So mm. four nothing in the finals. So almost made it. Did Illinois? Uh, Elmhurst, Illinois was the representative there. Bedford, Indiana was the Indiana team. Lexington, Kentucky. And then Midland, Michigan went 0-2. Midland. Yep. Very well. There we go. Now we're all caught up on... Check out the Little League World Series this weekend. Yeah. If you uh Cardinal fan and you're out of it, listen to it on 98.9. Could be looking at a future draft pick. Yeah. It'll just take a couple of years. No, there was a kid this year, Travis, who I think got drafted from the seventh grade, if I remember correctly. I don't know. I, I don't pay attention to drafts. I know you don't. Seventh grader, I think he got drafted. Especially the major league draft. Yeah, there's like 82 rounds or something like that. I don't know. It feels like forever. It's awful. That's why even though they are one of the worst actual, like, sports, the basketball draft is the best. Because there's only two rounds. <laughs> yeah. There's only two rounds. You can do that in one day. Right. It's not the NFL where we're going three days. Mm-hmm. It's not NHL where it's a bunch of players that you don't know how to pronounce and have never seen them play because they're from overseas. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be stored overseas for another couple of years. Baseball, you got to go through the minors system. When you get drafted in the NBA, if you're a first-round pick, you're probably on the NBA roster 
Mm-hmm. If you're a second round pick, you're in the G League, but it yeah. still only takes one evening to get get it all done. I appreciate right. it. Good job, NBA. And I mean, even uh, the uh, NHL draft, it, you do have those players that you select internationally, and uh, they can be uh, stay over there. Right, right. And also, they're coming up through a minor league system as well. And it's only seven rounds. So Oh, only seven. <laughs> I mean, it's better than baseball. It is. It's the same as football. So, Does it take yeah. three days to do their seven rounds? The NFL. Let's see, uh, it's just two days. See, they got it. They got it better. Look at that. I'd Rounds say, two through seven. I'd say baseball, from bottom top, baseball, NFL, NHL, NBA. Yeah. As far as drafts go. Mm-hmm. Didn't imagine we would have the. Uh, and on top, of course, is sports and entertainment. Their drafts are the best. They don't have them anymore, but when they did, they were good. <laughs> don't even get me started on <laughs> on those drafts. <laughs> Dear goodness. Uh, all right. You ready to, to move on to some NASCAR? All right. Let's get to some NASCAR. I okay. uh, got a couple of things to hit on real quick. Um, NASCAR is an advanced discussion. We talked yesterday about the NASCAR Classics page. And mm-hmm. by the way, in case people are wondering, no, not every race is up there. No, the 2001 Daytona 500 is not there. You cannot go back and watch Dale Earnhardt's accident. I think that's okay. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. But there were people online finding other races randomly. For some reason, almost half of Jeff Burton's wins are not on this thing. So either he won really boring races they don't want people to see, <laughs> or NASCAR.com just does not like Jeff Burton. Yeah, but whatever that's the, the reason. Jeff Burton they, they, disrespect. The mayor. I mean, he was the mayor of the garage. Like, everyone loves Jeff Burton. Nope. NASCAR.com. We're not putting up his wins. I guess not. Half of his wins we don't care about. Um, <laughs> Oops. But they're also doing something, Travis. They're in advanced discussions with Netflix to have this season's playoff docuseries aired on the streaming platform. This would be a huge boost for NASCAR mm-hmm. to get on Netflix, kind of like the F1 series that we saw on Netflix. Yep. The playoffs are NASCAR's most, you know, the Daytona 500's most prestigious race. There's no doubt about it. But the most exciting, drama-filled time of the year is the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great call for NASCAR if they can get this in the works. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like Netflix has been hitting on all cylinders yep. with sports documentaries like that, and when you follow seasons like that. So, yeah, I think that would be a home run for NASCAR. I, I think it's a great call. I, I think you got to – I almost think, Travis, you have to do this. Like, there's no reason why not to if you if you are NASCAR. Absolutely not. You you have to do this. Mm-hmm. So now let's – before we do our pick Travis, let's talk – um, I'm not even going to talk about the boring race that was last Sunday there at the Indy Road Course. Go back. Indy Road Course. Go back to the Oval. And I think that's oh, what they're going to well, yeah. do next year. Next year, I think we are getting the Oval back. But I mean, Michael McDowell just dominated the race and a lot of green flag racing. So, yeah, which a lot of. 
I get it. A lot of people like that. I mean, I was sitting there watching it, and it was about uh, getting ready to get over, and they still had an hour left on the television coverage. Yeah. (laughs) So what do we do with the rest of the time by we're an hour short? An hour short. That that was insane. I was like, wow, we're we're probably going to have to literally talk to every driver here to fill the rest of the time that we have left on this broadcast. Again, I don't like it. I'm Hmm. just, I'm not a fan. So, um, all right, let's talk playoffs and let's talk playoff bubble, Travis. Because Michael McDowell won. He clinched his spot. Yeah, so he clinched it. He clinched it. He was on the bubble. Yes, he was one of those guys fighting. Mm -hmm. So now that leaves three drivers who have not automatically clinched a spot due to winning with two races left. That means we are guaranteed at least one person will get in on points. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have Kevin Harvick, who is 145 points above the cut line. Yeah, he's good. You have Brad Keselowski, who's 143 points above the cut line. Mm-hmm. He's good. And then you have Bubba Wallace, who's 28 points above the cut line. Mm-hmm. Bubba, this year, average finish of road courses, Travis, 25th. Ooh. Not good. Yeah, and he's never finished better than 23rd in four starts at Watkins Glen yeah. this week. Yeah. History. McDowell on the road was courses. Worst case scenario for him. Mm-hmm. But he was in trouble no matter what. Because even if McDowell didn't win, Chase Elliott finished second at Indy. That wouldn't have helped him. Daniel Suarez was third. That wouldn't have helped him. He needed someone new, or someone who's already won to win that race to have any shot. And even so, he still ran 15th. Those other guys are earning more points that day anyways. So Bubba went into these two races here knowing he's got to limit the damage mm-hmm. and try to do what he can to try and steal stage points if he can through strategy, whatever he can do to try and minimize the damage. Because you know no matter what probably coming out of here, you're going to be out of the bubble. Just because you look at the guys behind him, Daniel Suarez, really good road course racer, won at Sonoma last year, which is a road course. Um, SVG won in a track house car on a road course. Ross Chastain won last year in a road course on a track house car. Track house knows how to make good road course cars, and he knows how to drive them. Suarez was third last week, was in contention for a win until a, a problem on pit road. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I I think Suarez is in a good spot. Ty Gibbs he finished fe- he finished fifth last year. Did Suarez? Yeah. Ty Gibbs, the rookie, but he's running the the Xfinity Series race Saturday at Watkins Glen. He's won on Watkins Glen before in the Xfinity Series, and he looked good yesterday as well. He has not finished out of the top fifteen, I think, in road courses this year, minus Chicago Street Course. Hmm. Except for Indy last week because he got taken out in a wreck on like lap three or whatever. Hmm. But he was probably on his way to a good finish then. Hmm. Chase Elliott. Yeah. Chase Elliott is Mr. Watkins Glen. Past four starts, Travis, first, first, second, and fourth. Last year, he would have probably won except for a late race restart with when him and Kyle Larson couldn't agree on where they were going. They got together going into that first turn. Mm-hmm. This is Chase's. Chase has the most wins of any active driver on road courses. Third most wins all time in NASCAR on road courses behind Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon. Hmm. Here's the thing, though. 
Chase Elliott has never won a next-gen road course race. Right. I think I, they put that on the broadcast yeah, last week. He's never won a next-gen road course race. This is his place, though. He is sitting 80 points out of the playoff. He's not getting in without a win. Oh, yeah. 80 That's points. That's the only win. If I'm Bubba Wallace, uh, don't let Chase win. <laughs> don't let Chase win. Do everything possible to not let him win? Well, here's the problem again if you're Bubba Wallace. I, we already mentioned Suarez and Gibbs and Elliott. Alex Bowman has been fast recently and has looked good on the road courses. I think he was in the top 10 at Indy last week. AJ Allmendinger, we know how good of a road course driver he is. Equipment wise, not so great, but he's a good road racer. And Austin Cendrick, who's 22nd in points, is a phenomenal road course racer. He has done Trans Am races. Bubba is the worst road course racer out of anybody there. Mm-hmm. Now, Travis, you mentioned earlier when we were going through the three drivers who haven't locked in, and you're like, ah, Harvick, he's good. Keselowski, he's good. No. Because, as I said, two points separate Kevin Harvick and Brad Keselowski. Yes, they're 145 and 143 above the cut line. However, if Chase Elliott were to win this weekend, that bumps Bubba out. And then let's say Daytona, which anything can happen at Daytona. Sure. Bubba Wallace wins. That's knocking either Brad Keselowski or Kevin Harvick out of the playoffs. Mm Mm-hmm. They have not clinched spots in this playoffs because if there's two new winners, one of them is going out and they're only separated by three points and neither one of them are great road course rider drivers. Yeah. But one of them is good though. Since there's only two races to go. I don't know who. Sure. So you have to, especially with Daytona next week, Mm -hmm. you get swept up in the big one there. You're done. Hmm. Because they're only separated by two points. They're racing each other. They're not racing anybody else. Keselowski and Kevin Harvick are racing each other. Hmm. Because they're only two points separating the two of them. That's two spots on the track. Yeah. They don't care about anyone else. Because like you said, they know one of them is going to get in no matter what. Now, if there's a repeat winner, if Tyler Reddick goes out and wins this weekend or... You know, Christopher Bell or Martin Truex Jr. or Michael McDowell. Yeah, if McDowell goes anyone. out and gets another win. Yeah, just anyone. Anyone who's already won. Mm-hmm. They're both locked into the playoffs. They're both good at that point. They want to see a repeat winner. Because, Travis, how upsetting would it be Kevin Harvick's last season and he misses, <laughs> he misses the, playoffs the playoffs because of this? He doesn't perform great. You know, he runs, let's say, 15th at Watkins Glen. And let's say Chase Elliott wins. Mm -hmm. And then let's say Daytona gets swept up in the big one. Or he just doesn't get the right push at the right time. And he misses on the playoffs by, let's say, five points to Keselowski. Mm -hmm. How upsetting would that be? Yeah, it would be a bummer for him. It would be a bummer for him. It would be a bummer for all his fans. It would be a letdown for Stuart Haas, who has done awful this year so i i think there's more pressure in a weird way on harvick and keselowski than on bubba and and the other drivers who are out of the playoffs Hmm, that's interesting it's an interesting take there because if you're outside the bubble right now besides the only one i'll say is is okay is suarez 
because he's only 28 points back. You can make that up in a race. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is outside of the bubble. You have to win. There's no pressure there. You just have to go out and win. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many points you get. It doesn't matter where you finish at the end. If it's not a win, it doesn't really count. It doesn't really matter. Bubba is not good at road courses, but is great at drafting. So he knows he's got a chance next week to make up whatever points he may lose this week. As long as it's not a new winner. Keslowski and Harvick can only punch their tickets by winning. Mm-hmm. Or a repeat winner. So it's right. an interesting position to be in to where, again, we haven't had this in the playoffs. Where you have two guys who are basically racing each other. That's all they care about. They don't care what the rest of the field does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this could uh, set up uh, next week for Daytona, but that's what I was just looking up on uh, sportsbooks. This is a miss that they don't have this head-to-head oh, versus yeah. Harvick versus Kozlowski. For this week and next. And next <laughs> that's, event- that's why I, it's maybe yeah. they'll, they'll wise up, but because that in, should be a prop on, on sportsbooks. In theory, it, it's so odd because, you know, you have this race, and again, let's say that, you know, Chase Elliott wins this week. Well, if Chase Elliott wins, that puts both of them on the bubble. Bubba's out. They're the final two in. So that sets up a scenario at Daytona, Travis, where they either can both make it or one doesn't make it. Mm-hmm. But you won't know until the checkered flag falls. No. So imagine, and again, I like thinking of doomsday scenarios. We've <laughs> talked about this. Oh, yeah, clearly. Let's say someone outside the playoffs wins this week. Harvick and Keselowski are on the bubble. They're the bubble drivers. And let's say they both get involved in the big one, lap 25, and they're knocked out of the race. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. They literally do not control their own destiny because they can't gain any more points. They know where each other is. They know where each other is going to finish, how many points each other is going to get. But if there's a new winner, one doesn't make it. If there's a repeat winner, they both make it. What a Uh, weird scenario to be in with no control. Yeah, that would be nerve-wracking. Oh, yeah. And even during the race, (laughs) if they're not caught up in a wreck, they have to be at Daytona asking their spotters, who's winning? Because that's all that matters to them. If it's a repeat winner, perfect. We're both in. If it's not a repeat winner, now, of course, if there's a repeat winner this weekend, doesn't matter. They're both locked in. They're mm-hmm. both good then. So that's probably the best thing they want. They want Michael McDowell to come out and win two in a row. <laughs> yeah. They want Christopher Bell to get a win. They, Denny Hamlin, they don't care. They would want anybody in the playoffs to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's why there's so much intrigue yes. going into the final two weeks of the of the season, of yeah. the regular season, of the regular season, yeah. So uh, it continues. Watkins Glen this weekend. Travis, yes. Time for Pickem. 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 Pickem is back. Pickem is back. Now we did do an off-air Pickem last week. We did, yes. Um, in which case Travis picked um Kostecki, uh, the road racer from Australia. I picked Daniel Suarez. Uh, I got the win there with Suarez. So that puts us with two races left. And I am winning 15 to 12. Hmm. We had two races that did not count because we were not able to communicate and, and recap um, and get picks to each other before 
the race. So yeah, uh, Pocono did not count, and Michigan did not count. Mm-hmm. So Travis, we enter Watkins Glen. Yep. Since I won last week, I will get to pick first. Yep. And I'm going with the man who is probably more relaxed right now this week than he has been in a while because all he has to do is go out and win, and it's his favorite track, Chase Elliott. Ah, uh, you saving him for I this. I saved him for Watkins Glen, yes. <laughs> and don't forget, when the playoffs start, we reset. Sure, drivers. but. So, our final two picks coming up. <laughs> sure, man, what a what a save here. Mm-hmm. Mm. I told you, like, seven, eight weeks ago that you I had, had the rest of my out. year all mapped out. <laughs> hmm. All right, so I'm going with the uh, best one available here that I have on my board. Uh, I got to go with uh, Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe. Don't love it, but it's what I got. Hey, you're talking about someone who needs a win. He needs a win. A win would help him. Plus 5,000. Entertainment for you, Travis. That's pretty good. That's pretty long shot odds to win. Yeah, he got you got entertainment on it though. Just put some uh, some units on that. It's yeah. a long shot. You know who you shouldn't pick? Who's that? Don't pick Noah Gregson. No. No, he got fired. Oh yeah, I I don't even. He's not even available. Nope. He doesn't have a ride. So. Alrighty. Mike Rockenfeller. He's filling in for Noah Gregson. <laughs> uh plus two fifty. He didn't do that great, uh, filling in at, at Indy, so I don't know, sorry, plus twenty five thousand. So yeah, that's uh those are our pickums. I do I do uh, like putting uh entertainment on the driver that I pick to at least finish in the top ten. Yeah, give you a little something There's to some, root for. Some value. Yeah. Uh there. So Chase Briscoe with two finish in the top ten plus one eighty five. There you go. So All right. something to root for there. Before we get out of here, Travis. Mm-hmm. Sports history? Oh yeah, you had this date in sports history. Yeah. Today, on this day back in nineteen ninety two, Larry Bird announced his retirement from the NBA. Larry Bird. Larry Bird. I don't dare try to say what his nickname was. The dick from French Lick. There you go. There you go. August 19th, <laughs> 1951, Bill Veck sends Eddie Goodell, who was three foot seven, a pinch hit. Goodell wore the jersey number one eighth and has walked on four pitches. That's that famous shot of the. I always thought he was a kid, but he, I guess he wasn't. He's just three foot seven inches to pinch hit. So, oh, yeah, there's owner a the story, yep. story behind that with the Browns owner, yep. yeah. Yep. Uh, August 19th, 1995, Mike Tyson returned to the ring after a four-year hiatus and DQs Peter McNally in less than two minutes. 2001, Travis, uh, on August 19th, Danny El Monte throws a perfect game and a round-robin game at the Little League World Series in a route to his team from the Bronx. Finishing third in the tournament. Weeks after the tournament, it's revealed that Almonte is actually 14 years old, two years older than the maximum age for participation in the Little League World Series. His team has to forfeit all victories and records from the tournament. The story was told in the 2014 ESPN 30 for 30 short, Kid Danny. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh. August 19, 2007, John Schmoltz 
became the Braves' all-time leader in strikeouts, punching out Mark Reynolds for the 2,913th strikeout of his career. And finally, August 20th, 2000, Tiger Woods won the PGA Championship at Valhalla on a classic duel with the unheralded Bob May. Woods, the 54-hole leader, shot a 67 on Sunday, but has matched at 18-under after a 66 from May. Woods, though, wins the three-hole playoff and becomes the first golfer since Ben Hogan to win three majors in a calendar year. Mm -hmm. The divisive shot, by the way, is a birdie putt on the first playoff hole, made infamous by Woods walking the putt into the hole. Oh, yeah. August 20th, 2008, Usain Bolt wraps up the 100-200 meter double gold, winning the 200 meter final at Beijing with a world record time of 19.30 seconds. August 20th, 2016, the USA women's basketball team won its sixth straight Olympic gold medal by defeating Spain 101-72. Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird, and Tamika Catchings joined Lisa Leslie and Teresa Edwards as the only players to win four gold medals in basketball. And Travis, finally, August 20th, 2017, the Pirates beat the Cardinals 6-3 in the first ever Little League Classic at Williamsport. Oh, yes. Is that a, a omen? The Cardinals can't beat the Pirates in, eight, in August? Is that what we're looking at? Mm. No. May not be good for Adam Wainwright. Nah. Nah. I'm only Josh. Yeah, the Cardinals usually have good success against Pittsburgh. Yeah, but they're usually also competing for the division title, and that's this is a year of unusuals. Yeah, no doubt. No no doubt on that. Mm. I mean, the Orioles are going to make the playoffs with like, the best record in the AL, Travis. Yeah, currently two games up on the Rays right now in the East. I told you, by the way, I want to point weekend. that out to everybody, that when the Rays were on their streak at the beginning of the year, I said they were not for real. They were not going to do it. They were not going to hold on to the division lead. Yeah, I forgot about all right. that. I forgot all about that uh, run that they had. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, when everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh, they're the greatest team in baseball." Look at they're like plus four hundred runs or whatever it was. Like, no, they're gonna come back down to earth. It's all good. Yeah, and they're going through their own uh, stuff. It hurts to be right sometimes. And they're going through their own stuff they there are. with uh, a top prospect uh, that they once had. So, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that's a uh, quite a situation there. <laughs> All right, so uh, we will uh, leave with uh, that, and we'll uh, get out of here for the weekend. And that was a, a bad music choice to uh, close it out. Let's let's pick a different one. I guess that's what happens when you just click on a random one. Well, that's okay. That it, uh, hope they find it. I know this one will work. So let's try it again. There we go. All right. Now we're going to get on out of here. And as always, thanks for listening. And thanks for downloading. We'll be back next week to uh, continue our football coverage and talk to some high school football coaches as well on next week's program. Until then... Have a good one. Have a great weekend. Peace.